Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry bringing you the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor, always a privilege. Praise God. We're so grateful that you're listening or watching. Praise God, however you're connecting with us. Now, we've been working, uh, started a series last week called Soaring in God. Praise the Lord. And today we're going to also jump back into this and we're going to go to our uh, text, which is out of Isaiah 40, please. Isaiah 40. And really, some of this is pretty common when we start talking about so, you know, soaring, about you know, uh, being um, to mount up with wings as eagles, which is kind of what I focused on last week. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of reading more of this, trying to give the whole thing kind of in context. Here he is talking to uh, uh, the people of God. And uh, verse 25, we'll just kind of uh, jump right in there again. It says, uh, To whom then will you liken me? Now, obviously, this is a, uh, the word of the Lord coming uh, back as kind of like a response or an answer here. In other words, who is like me is what he's asking here. Or whom shall I be equal, uh, says the Lord. In other words, who, who is my equal is what he's asking. In other words, who's like me, who's my equal? He's asking a question. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created all these things, right? Who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name. And, of course, he's talking about everything from the stars in the heavens to uh, angelic hosts. Uh, we can just go all the wonders of, 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 of space and the, the earth, everything, okay, he's talking about. Uh, by the greatness of his might or his ability to accomplish and the strength of his power, all right, his means, okay, his force, not one is missing. In other words, God knows where everything is. Amen. Everything's in place. Amen. So he's asking that question, okay, who is like me? Who, who's my equal? Amen. You know, is there anybody greater? Is there anybody bigger? All right, that's what he's asking here. Verse 27, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way uh, is hidden from the Lord and my just claim is, is passed over by my God? In other words, why are you complaining? Okay, why would you, uh, why would you complain? Uh, in other words, why would you think God's overlooking you or somehow doesn't see you? That's what he's asking. Have you not known? See, this is, this is the text of everything being said. Have you not known? In other words, uh, aren't, you, aren't you getting this yet? Aren't you getting this? Have you not heard? Aren't you listening? See, that's what he's saying. The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. In other words, he, uh, you know, he's not uh, backing up. He's not without breath. He's not you know, failing or falling or getting weak. Okay, all right. His understanding is unsearchable or uh, unmeasurable is what it means. In other words, he has more than enough understanding uh, you know, and wisdom and everything that he needs to know what's going on here. He's got all the answers you need. Praise God. He gives power, verse 29, he gives power to the weak. All right, or he energizes those who are, uh, who are tired, right? And those who have no might, he increases strength, okay? Uh, so he causes it to multiply is what it means, okay? Makes it abound, that's what it means. Even the youth shall be weary and the young men shall utterly fail, or utterly fall, pardon me, which means to fall exhausted. But what he's talking about here, um, he's talking about when he says uh, the young youth or the young men and the youth, he's talking about those who maybe at times feel invincible. You know, when you think about a young buck, you know, he's just, man, he just feels invincible, you know. He says that even the young buck, even the, even the youth, okay, at times are going are gonna to fall uh, exhausted, okay. But he, he's making it clear. See, he's, everybody needs him. Nobody's exempt, okay. Even the young buck, okay, that feels like he's invincible 
needs God, all right? But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Obviously, the key verse, a verse that most every Christian knows because it's, it's on about every kind of plaque and wall hanging and, uh, you know, some, something that's sitting on everybody's desk or on their shelves or something, you know. I mean, it's, it's one of those statements that, uh, one of those verses, pardon me, that is, it just means a lot to people. And so I felt like, you know, we're talking about soaring, uh, you know, soaring in God and what that means. And, and I just kind of feel like you have to kind of bring all this in context. He's trying to bring, bring it and make it known to the people of God that God has, you know, He's above it all. He has all the answers. In fact, if we back up here uh, into verse 26, and He says, Lift up your eyes on high. Lift up your eyes on high and see, and look at, now see who, here we go, has created all these things. So He says, Lift up, in other words, you know, take a look. And I love this. I thought this was interesting, okay? This word lift up, it says lift up your eyes, is the, is the Hebrew word NASA, okay? N-A-S-A, and I just thought that was interesting, okay? You know, like NASA program, uh, and I don't know if that's where they got that. You know, I think that's uh, actually an acronym for something, but uh, the bottom line is I just thought that was interesting when he says to lift up your eyes on high, and it comes out of the Hebrew word NASA, all right? Uh, but anyway... Uh, it goes on, lift up your eyes on high and see who has created. In other words, he wants you to focus on him is what he's trying to bring out. In fact, this word uh, see means to behold. In fact, some translations use that word. Or to look. Okay, okay. Another, a couple other translations even use that word. Uh, but it means to consider, discern, or take heed, to perceive, or to spy out, to view, or here we go, to focus upon. All right, to focus upon. Now, for, of course, this word focus, what this is referring to is a point of concentration or the act of bringing near, or here we go, or to give attention to. Now, it wasn't too long ago, a few Sundays back here, I did a message on being uh, focused and not distracted and stuff. So we, we brought out some of these things. But this particular uh, word in here is talking about, you know, setting your attention on him, okay, who's above it all. In fact, he calls him, it says, set or lift your eyes on high. In fact, um, one of the references in Psalms 93, it brings out that he's referred to as the Lord on high. Okay, the Lord on high. Okay, so uh, what does that mean? Well, it means the one who's at an elevated place or more elevated place, or here we go, or one who's above it all. Okay, that's why he's asking, you know, who is like me or who is my equal, all right? In other words, who, who else uh, is, is above me? Well, nobody's above him, all right? He's, he's above it all. In fact, uh, to me, that today, that's going to be kind of our focus, okay, is putting our attention on the one who's above it all, okay? That no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're dealing with, okay, no matter what we're going through, and that's kind of what's happening here, okay? He's trying to answer uh, you know, a response, okay, he's trying to bring it out that no matter what you're dealing with, I have all the answers, okay, my, what he said, you know, my understanding is unsearchable or unmeasurable, I mean, I have all the answers you need, I understand how it all works, I know how it all functions, I know what makes it tick, I know what makes it come uh, rise up and what makes it fall down. And he's let it be known. I, I'm the one that will bring you strength. That no matter how much strength you think you have, 
I have more, and I can give more. All right, he's letting it be known. It doesn't matter where you're at physically, where you're at mentally, where you're at emotionally, where you're at as far as circumstances and situations in your life. He is above it all, and that's why he says, get focused on the one who's above it all. Amen. Stop being focused on the turmoil, the situations, the circumstances, the issues. Stay focused on him, praise God. Amen. Uh, the scripture brings out here uh, Colossians 3. In fact, let's look at a few of these. We'll come back to this. Keep your finger there. And Colossians 3, please. Common text. Because he's talking about, you know, uh, to, uh, to focus upon or give attention to. Okay, and so keep that in mind. Because really the key right now, what we're dealing with here, is keeping, staying focused on the one you know, who's above it all, on the higher, on the higher, higher things, or higher, the higher one, maybe I could say it that way, all right? All right, so Colossians 3, uh, verse 1 and 2 says, If then you were raised with Christ, okay, to be brought up, okay, in other words, when you receive Christ, it says here, then you've been raised up with him. It says, then seek those things which are above, okay, where Christ is, right, seating at the right hand of God. So it's making it clear, we're talking about the things Stay focused on the higher things. Stay focused on the one who's above it all. That's what he's saying here. In other words, if you've been raised up together with him, then stay focused on the one you've been raised up with. Stay focused on the one who, who lifted you out of the mire, who lifted you out of that issue, who lifted you, basically saved your soul out of hell. Okay, stay, Continue to stay focused on the one who raised you up and stay focused on where he is, okay, right now seated at the right hand of the majesty on high, or we could say uh, the Lord God on high, okay, who's above it all, who's at a more elevated place, amen. Verse 2 of, of Colossians 3 says, set your mind then on things above and not on things of the earth. Now, the reason I thought it was worthy of bringing this out, because talking about setting the mind, which part of the definition of that word to set the mind means to aim one's attention towards one's affection towards, all right? It means um, literally to exercise or entertain or interest the mind. It, to be mindful is one of the other words that's used in the New Covenant for the word set the mind or uh, to be mindful, or here it says, you know, set the mind, amen. Now, the point being, okay, is when we're talking about, uh, you know, focusing or setting your attention on the Lord on high, the one who's on high, what he's talking about is set your mind on it. Okay, that's what it's dealing with, okay? Because obviously, you know, if you look with the physical eye, well, you know, the Lord is spirit and those who worship him and worship him in spirit and truth. So it ain't, it's not like we're seeing, uh, seeing that unseen realm, okay, with the natural eye. What he's talking about is staying focused with, with your thinking. Keep your thoughts locked on to things above. In fact, Romans 8, which obviously one of my favorite chapters, right, or probably actually is my favorite chapter in the book, Romans 8, and it brings out, if you just kind of look at a few verses here, like verse 5, uh, 6, and 7, I think we'll, we'll read, and it says, uh, for those who live according to the flesh, or according, it literally just means according to the natural realm, they set their minds on the things of the flesh or things of the natural realm. Okay, but those who live according to the Spirit, okay, according to the Spirit, then they've set their minds on the things of the Spirit. In other words, there's that same thing, talking about setting of the mind, 
which means again, okay, to aim one's attention towards, okay? So that's what we're talking about, being focused, okay? All right. For to be carnally minded or naturally or fleshly minded, okay, it's death, okay? In other words, it ends up in destruction or ruin is what it means, okay? Ends up with problems, issues. You're on the wrong road is what it refers to. But to be spiritually minded, in other words, you aim your attention on the higher things, okay, what happens is, all right, you, you end up in a, in a place of life and peace. And, of course, the word life, here's the word zoe, which means absolute life or the God kind of life. Another way, uh, that's how Paul words it, amen. And peace, okay, which means wholeness or completeness. It literally means to be brought back to one. That was everything back into divine order, okay. So when you begin to set your mind, aim your mind or focus your attention Right? Aim your attention. Amen. Set your mind on things above where he is, right? What happens is it automatically puts you on the right road, and the results are life and peace and not death. Just based on where you set your mind. He goes on to say in Romans 8, verse 7, because the carnal mind, in other words, a mind that's always locked on to just natural things is enmity against God, which literally means to fight, like fist to fist kind of a thing. Kind of, it's enmity. You're warring and fighting with God. When you've got a mind that's just always down here thinking about natural things, it's, it's like it's warring against what God's trying to do for you. All right, That's why we want to set our mind on things above, set our attention or aim our attention on things above. That's why in back in Isaiah 40, that's what he's referring to. Amen. You've got to uh, set your attention on high, amen, where he is, okay? That's what it's bringing out, okay? So he says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law or the principles of God, nor indeed can be. And that's the deal, okay? Because God's trying to do things, work things, lead you, guide you, direct you, give you insight, give you understanding, give you wisdom, all right, give you counsel, uh, walk you through things, steer you clear of the pitfalls. I mean, there's so many things that God begins to do when your attention is set on Him, okay? When you aim your attention on Him, when you're focused on Him, these are the kind of things He can do. And then it says here, you see, now you're subject, amen, to the principles, the things that He sets up in order to work for you. But if you're not, if you're, if you're carnally minded, your mind's set on lower things, what happens is, all right, we're, we're now warring against him. And now every time God tries to initiate something in your life, lead you, guide you, direct you, come on, what happens is, all right, we're on the wrong road. Now, now we get the results that we don't want, all right, instead of the things like life and peace is what we do want. And I guarantee you every person on the planet wants life and peace. Nobody wants that ruin, destruction, death, okay, despair. Nobody really wants that. Now, there might be a few uh, crazy ones out there that try to say that that's what they want. But in all honesty, they, they say that, but then they turn around and they fight for life and peace. Okay, everybody chases it. Okay, well, he says the way to it is by setting your attention on him. All right, now setting your attention on things on high. As we brought out in Colossians, also brought out here in Romans 8. And I want to maybe define that uh, when I'm talking about on high or above. I think that's how it uses it in the New, co- uh, new Covenant. It uses the word above, uh, set on things uh, above, okay, which means on the top, higher things, higher thoughts, God thoughts, God things. That's what it's talking about. And really, to, to really, maybe just to kind of throw a little, 
a little tidbit in here, uh, uh, Romans 7 brings out, he calls it the law of the mind. Okay, it's the law of the mind or the principle of the mind. Okay, that's never changed. It's been that way since the beginning. And that's why when we're in Isaiah, in fact, let's go back to Isaiah, but this time I'm going to, again, keep your finger in Isaiah 40, but let's back up to Isaiah 26, and I'll give another verse here. And it just says this in verse 3, okay, that you will keep him in perfect peace. Now, who's the him here? Well, it's the one whose mind is stayed on you or their attention's been aimed. That's referring to the same thing here. You will keep him in perfect peace. In fact, that word, uh, the word peace in Hebrew is shalom. And actually the word perfect peace is a double shalom. It's shalom, shalom. Okay. In other words, you will keep him in in perfect health, uh, prosperity, safety, wholeness, completeness. Okay. It means the same thing as it does in the new covenant. Of course, obviously a a Hebrew word versus a, 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 a Greek word. And it goes on to say, uh, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Okay, now that's a key word, okay, because that's going to come up here. But I want to bring up, okay, what he's talking about here is keeping a mind stayed on higher things. So if you go back now to Isaiah 40, and let's read verse 26 again. Okay, lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings... Um, Actually, I'm kind of, uh, no, yeah, no, yeah, here we go. I went to the wrong verse. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. And then it goes on, who brings out uh, their host by number. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. Okay, again, he's trying to get you to put your attention on him, that no matter what you're dealing with, that's where your attention is. Now, if we jump back down, to our key verse, obviously, verse 31, and we begin to kind of relook at this again. Now, obviously, last week we uh, took some time. We talked about the relationship of, you know, why we're referred to as, you know, mounting up, mount up with wings as eagles and why that kind of relates with us. And I kind of brought out a few tidbits about, about the eagle and about, you know, how we relate with that as a, as a child of God. Uh, amen. Just kind of a simple little thing, but just trying to kind of bring, start this series off where, uh, you know, we're called to soar. Amen. We're called to soar like an eagle would soar. Amen. To spread those wings, lock our wings if, if we're facing a storm or a situation. Amen. And let uh, the current of the wind and, and uh, do the work, praise God, and keep your attention on God. Amen. That's what it's bringing out here. So again, verse 31, but those who wait on the Lord. Now, the reason, uh, you know, I said earlier about uh, Blessed is that one that trusts in Him, right? So here it's talking about those who wait on the Lord. That's what it's referring to, those that trust in Him. This word wait, okay, in Isaiah 40 and 31, uh, means to bind together, collect, or to gather, but it also refers to one that expects or hopes in. Get this, it breaks it down to this, basic, or simply to put one's trust in. In other words, the one who will put their trust in, in Him, all right, hallelujah, on the Lord, right, shall renew their strength, amen, shall mount up with wings like it, shall run and not be weary, shall walk. In other words, the one that's all this is happening to is the one who's now waiting on Him, putting their trust in Him. That's why all this is being said. That's why he sums it up with that statement, okay? He's just saying, listen, stay focused on me who's above it all. I'm above all this. 
Don't be so caught up in everything that's going on. Amen. Keep your attention on higher things, and I'll help you navigate through all uh, the turmoil, the storm, the, the issues, the problems, okay? Uh, all that stuff that tries to somehow weigh you down or pull you down or pull you back. Amen. He says, keep your attention on me. And when you do that, amen, you're going you're gonna to live in life and peace, amen, instead of ruin, destruction, despair, issues, problems, stress, anxiety. We can go on and on and on on that negative list. But the bottom line is that isn't meant for you. Okay, we're meant to soar. Amen. We're meant to to experience the life and the peace. Hallelujah. That Jesus paid a price for. Amen. We're meant to do that. And all he's asking is that we would put our attention on him and we trust in him. Amen. So we focus on him. And it says if we will trust in him or wait on him, praise God, we'll we'll see these results. Praise the Lord. So again, Part of this is, you know, putting your attention on him and then being, you know, wait on him. Amen. Trust in him that he knows what he's doing. Amen. Sometimes, uh, you know, you got to be reminded of these things. Amen. Our, our head wants to sometimes, uh, you know, race down uh, a road that we have no business being on because of situations and circumstances that have happened in the past or things that you're staring at right now. In fact, let's, uh, let's do this. <clears throat> let's talk about trust. Uh, we'll go to Proverbs chapter 3, common text again, but let's look at it now in the light of some things we're talking about. Proverbs 3 and verse 5 and 6, and again, common text, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. In other words, your core, the center, that means with everything within you, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then it says here, lean not on your own understanding. See, that's the challenge. That's why he says, if you stay focused on me, See, I'm the one that my understanding is unsearchable, unmeasurable, okay? If you will stay focused on me, my understanding is what he's saying now will override your understanding because your understanding will get you in trouble. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not saying anybody's less than or has no, uh, you know, uh, no ability to think. That's not, our, that's not our, uh, our point here. Our point is this, that you know as well as I do that when you're more focused on things of natural realm, all of a sudden, your understanding kicks in, and you try to, you know, you try to formulate this and formulate that, and add this, and and then distract or, or, or uh, subtract that, and then you try to do this, and somebody said this, and so you're putting this in there, and then this thing happened last week, and then this thing that happened two years ago. Now you're trying to put all this together, and you're sitting there trying to, you know, reason and somehow take your understanding and make some kind of a some kind of a judgment call out of that, some kind of a, uh, you know, discernment or judgment out of that. And you know as well as I do, a lot of times that gets you in trouble. A lot of times that's the thing that messes up our day. And what happens is we get on the wrong road, and now all of a sudden we're heading toward ruin, destruction, despair instead of life and peace, all because of the fact we got our attention off of Him, and now we're leaning on our own understanding, or here we go, or trusting, that's what it's bringing out here, trusting in your own understanding instead of putting your trust in Him who has, you know, all understanding or as we've been bringing out, who's above it all. Sometimes that's just, when you think about it, just that in itself, above it all. Okay, He's, in a sense, uh, maybe I'll use this again kind of in, in relation to what we've been talking as far as the eagle, but He's with a bird's eye view of seeing everything the whole spectrum of things going on in our life. 
We're just seeing a piece of it. We're sitting down here focused, and we kind of see what's there and, and maybe a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We're not seeing the whole picture, and we don't know every person that's involved. We might think we do, but most of the time we don't. And so all this stuff plays, a fa- plays into this, and so your decision-making now gets all messed up. But God has a bird's-eye view, so to speak. He's up there who's above it all. His understanding is unmeasurable, all right? Hallelujah. He, he can see it and know it. He knows what needs to happen, what's the next step. He knows when to, to move forward, when to stop, when to turn right, when to turn left. We can go on and on and on. Now, in some ways, this just seems super simple, but... In all honesty, it is. But it's about staying focused on Him, keeping your attention aimed at Him, amen, and trusting in Him, amen. And if you'll wait on Him, all these things begin to shift and happen for you for the better, praise God. Again, Proverbs 3 again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. But here we go. In all your ways now. Everything, you're just your daily conduct, your course of life, mode of action, all right, your journey, your manner of living here. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, all right? That just means recognize Him. So in other words, another way of saying, keep your attention on Him, okay? And He shall direct your paths, okay? Make straight, uh, even or right, okay? Pleasant or prosperous is what it means. So He's going to direct your paths or your travels or your steps, okay? So now you think about all that, again, it just comes down to, okay, what we're called to do is keep our attention on Him and trust Him. Trust Him that He knows what He's doing. Amen. And really, this is just the key. If we're going to soar in God, if we're going to rise above everything and soar as we should as eagles, amen, well, that's how it works, is keeping our attention aimed at Him and trusting in Him, praise God, as He leads Guides and directs, praise the Lord. Let's look at another reference. We're in Proverbs, so let's look at Proverbs 28. Hallelujah. A lot of benefits to, uh, to trusting God. Amen. And so I thought maybe I'd just take a few minutes and look at some of that. So Proverbs 28 and 25, and it just says, uh, He who is of a proud heart stirs up strife. Not good, right? But he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. Okay, so that sounds like a good thing. Well, it means successful, that word prospered, means successful, triumphant, which is, hang on to that, okay, victorious or benefited. It literally means abundantly, uh, abundantly satisfied is what it means. Amen. So to be successful, triumphant, in other words, one who trusts in the Lord, right, they got your attention on Him, you're trusting in Him, what will happen? Well, all of a sudden, you're, that's how you become successful, triumphant, victorious, benefited, abundantly satisfied. How does that happen? By trusting in Him. Amen. And of course, the reason you're trusting, because you're locked on, focused on Him. Praise God. Let's look at another one. Now to Psalms 34, please. Psalms 34. Whoops, the wrong way here. Psalms 34. Now, obviously, this is a, a reference that we used in uh, one of our last series. Praise God. Psalms 34 and 8. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Blessed, here we go, blessed is the man who trusts in him. Okay, another benefit. Blessed, the word blessed, okay, means empowered uh, to excel. Okay, it means uh, uh, to empowered to excel, prosper, and succeed. Or endowed, I love this, endowed to progress and increased. 
So it's kind of saying similar to what we just read there back there in Proverbs, but it kind of a little bit different twist to it. So empowered, in other words, blessed is the man or empowered to excel, prosper and succeed is the man who trusts in him. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed, right, or endowed to progress or increase is the man who trusts in Him. Now, keep all this in mind because these are benefits to somebody that's going to trust in God. Why? Because your attention's been set on Him, okay? You're locked on to the one who's above it all, and now you're trusting in the one who's above it all, and as a result of it, that spells uh, really nothing but success for the child of God, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're what you're uh, you know, facing, no matter what the circumstance, the situation, no matter uh, what they said, no matter what, what has happened, no matter what the past, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the, the financial status, no matter what the educational status, no matter, we can go just on and on and on. But the bottom line is, he's saying this, he says, if you stay locked on to me and trust me, it works. No matter where you're at and who you are, no matter what your background, it works. If you're going to soar in God, you're going to have to be one that waits on him or trusts in him. Praise God, because you've aimed your attention at him. Amen. Just hear this thing unfold here. Psalm 62, let's look at another one. In verse 8, please, and it just says this, Trust in him, I love this, at all times. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. All right. Uh, he, God is a refuge for us. Okay, a place of protection is what that means. And he goes and says, Selah, and then think about it. Trust in him at all times. Amen, you people. Pour out your heart, which literally just talks about, you know, keep yourself in a, a position of um, really the best word is probably vulnerability. Okay, what it means is just keep yourself vulnerable to God. In other words, let God be able to do something with you. Amen. And that's what trust really is about. When you kind of look at this, he's bringing out first off that we want to trust God all the time, not just at moments here and there because that's, some, that's, what, that's what messes up some things. Stay in a place of trust at all times. And it says here, you know, keep yourself in a place where, you know, basically you're vulnerable to God. You're letting God lead you, guide you wherever he wants and whatever he wants to do. And you think about that. But if you, you know, if you got your attention on the one who's above it all and you got faith in the fact that he is above it all and his understanding is unsearchable or unmeasurable, amen, because he's got the bird's eye view of everything, you know, and you really stop and you think about it, that's the, the challenge, you know, is not leaning on your own understanding, but yet stay in a place of vulnerability with your heart that he can actually lead you. Even when some things around you, you know, looks a little bit, you know, uh, you know like it's off, like it's ain't going to work, but yet when you follow him, it always works. You're always successful when you lean on him and trust in him. Praise God. And the tail end of this verse again, I love this. It says, um, for he is a refuge or, or a safety or protection for us. And it's then Selah, which means to stop, pause, and think about that. In other words, God's got your back is what he's talking about. This ain't some thing of where God's you know, going to somehow do something that's going to bring uh, ruin or destruction in your life. It's going to be just the opposite. Now, you may, you may, you know, what's the word, talk about walking through the valley of the shadow of death. You may feel like you're walking right now through the valley of the shadow of death. But if you will put your trust in him, amen, you'll see that every step you take is a step that's going to be uh, productive and fruitful and successful. And your end is going to be life and peace and not some ruin, destruction, death, or whatever evil you can think of. All right, praise the Lord.
All right, let's look at one more in Psalm since we're there. Psalms 37. Let's back up again. Psalms 37. thought this would be a good one to bring out. Hallelujah. Hope you got an ear to hear today, child of God. Psalms 37 and 5. Let's look at this. Okay. I love this. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Okay. Commit your way. In fact, my cross reference is roll uh, to roll off onto or to hand to or to give charge to. In other words, you're saying, God, you're in charge. That's what he's saying. Okay. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Amen. Whatever it is that we're believing for and trusting in, we're moving forward. Amen. If you will just trust in God at all times, as we read earlier, amen. If you will commit your way to him, if you will say, Lord, you're boss, uh, you're, you're, the, you're the leader here, guide me, direct me, show me, praise God, and as a result of it, he'll bring everything to pass. Now, if you stop and you really think about this, and I kind of get on a kick on this thing, and I have probably for the last year especially, uh, but I am so thoroughly convinced I can't of myself do nothing. In fact, I will remind myself of that every day of my life. I will uh, bring that up in my time of prayer with God every day of my life. I will bring up the fact that, Lord, I know that I am nothing without you. I know that I have nothing without you. In fact, Jesus said the same thing, okay? He brought out the very same thing that he, is, he has nothing outside of God. He knew that uh, that's why he has to let God lead him. He said, whatever, uh, in fact, the scriptures are very clear about this, that what he, as he heard is how he said. What he saw is what he did. I can of myself do nothing. Now, my Lord and Savior said that, and if he says that, there, I have no business saying anything different, okay, because I know of myself I can do nothing, and I'm hoping uh, that you will catch on to this. That's what he's trying to bring out here in Isaiah. Okay, listen, I know all this is going on, but you can't of yourself do nothing. Stay focused on me. Trust in me. Let me guide you through it. And you will mount up and you will soar like the eagles. Praise God. All right, praise God. So let's go back to Isaiah and look at that again. Hallelujah. Again, Isaiah 40. Hallelujah. And then we're, gonna, uh, we're still down here on, the, on verse 31. And maybe I'll just bring out maybe one more main thing, and then I'm going to let you go for today, and uh, we'll just jump back into this again next week. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, verse 31 again, but those who wait on the Lord, here we go, shall, here we go, renew their strength. Okay. Now, again, uh, means uh, to uh, change, alter or to spring up new, their strength, which is something I may bring out here in the next week or two, take a little time with that. But the verse I want to look at, or the part of the verse I want to look at, it says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Now, I know we talked about the wings like eagles last week, but this word mount up again is another word I'm going to, I'm going to uh, you know, again talk about because it means to lift or rise up, to come up, get up, go up, cause to ascend, uh, to excel, to grow up, increase, you know, everything's about up. You know, I think I kind of said that last week. You know, everything about God is about up, 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 come up, come up higher, right? Okay, so that's, that's exactly what he's saying here. And what he's just saying, if you will do that, amen, uh, no matter where you're at. Uh, I like one brother said it this way one time. He said, I'm either up or getting up, but I'm never down. Amen. I'm either up or getting up, but I'm never down. Praise God. And I feel like when you're in God and you're leaning on God, trusting in God, that, that may be the case. You may feel like, okay, this thing happened. It knocked me down temporarily, but I'm rising back up again because I got my attention on where I need to have it. Praise God. And I'm trusting 
in the Lord on high, praise God, uh, to lead me. The one who's above it all is the one I'm trusting in, the one I'm focused on, the one I'm looking to, the one I'm leaning on, praise God. Not on my understanding, but on the understanding of the one who's above it all, praise God. Now, with that said, okay, okay, I want to go to, uh, uh, let's go back to Romans 8. Back to Romans 8. Let's do that. Back to Romans 8. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, of course, we read a little bit of this earlier in, uh, earlier in the chapter here, but, um, you know, a, a common, another common verse here. And verse 37 says, Yet in all these things, okay, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Okay, yet in all these things. Now, the thing he's trying to bring out, he's saying the same thing in Romans 8 as what we've been reading there in Isaiah 40, okay, that you have got, if you're going to live according to the Spirit, in other words, you want to be led and guided and directed so that every step is profitable, successful, victorious. Well, then you're going to have to keep your attention on him and you're going to have to trust in him. You put your faith in him. And he says, yet in all these things. What things? Well, the things he mentions prior to this, okay? A couple verses prior to this, he's talking about uh, if you're dealing with tribulation, for instance, which just means uh, trouble from pressures. okay? There's certain pressures that come on. Uh, he talks about distress, which is referring to mental pressures, okay? He's talking about persecution, which is really, really nothing more than just people pressures, okay? And we all have those kind of things. Uh, famine, which just means without sustenance is all that means. Uh, the word nakedness uh, here, and remember I've just kind of backed up a couple of verses here. It just means without um, provision, I believe is what it means. The word nakedness means without provision, all right? And you stop thinking about these, okay, without sustenance, without provision. In other words, in the natural, some of these things might be weighing on you, yet in all these things, okay? He says peril is another one, which just means your life may be in danger. Now, that's pretty serious. I mean, all these, when you start looking at it, it could be uh, varying levels of, of seriousness, okay? But when you start talking about peril, okay, we're talking about your life's in danger here. That's what that means. The word or sword okay, means to be under judicial punishment. Now, of course, I'm reading some of this out of the verse prior to this, or a couple of verses prior, but he said, yet in all these things, these things, okay, these things, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, and that word sword, by the way, means under judicial punishment is what it means. Uh, but anyway, the point is, is all these things, he said, yet in all these things, yet in all these things, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors, right, through him who loved us. Okay, then he goes on to say, I'm persuaded that none of, this, none of these things are going to uh, separate me from that, which is accurate. Amen. The point we're trying to make is it doesn't matter what you're facing right now. Now, I, when I say it doesn't matter, it doesn't mean I'm uncaring. That's not what I'm bringing out. Okay, we understand sometimes these pressures uh, they weigh on you. Sometimes they try to you know, wake you up in the morning, put you to bed at night, and wake you up three or four times in the middle of the night. Uh, that's what these, these, these stressful things, pressures, these circumstances, these situations, okay, no matter what kind of pressure we're talking about, okay, it can do that to you. That's why you got to keep your attention locked on to the Lord on high, the one who's above it all, who's elevated above all of it, praise God, the one whose understanding is above all of it, the bird's eye view of everything going on. If you will do that, you can say, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors, more than overcomers, all right, is what that means, more than uh, triumphant, to gain a decisive victory. Amen. We're not copers, we're conquerors. Amen. We, we lock our wings, so to speak, 
we, we soar right into that and we just let God take us up, praise God, and we rise above no matter what we're dealing with. A lot of verses that kind of I reminded when I start thinking about this. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, we are hard pressed on every side, yet we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Uh, we may be struck down, uh, but we're not destroyed. Uh, one translation said, we may be knocked down, but we never knocked out. I love that. Amen. Uh, Micah, the book, uh, Micah says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. In other words, even when the enemies is coming at you full force, amen, uh, doesn't matter what's going on. If you will stay locked on to him, you will arise, praise God, and conquer, praise the Lord. Proverbs 24 brings out a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. Meaning even if you've stumbled along the way, even if, if maybe you've made an error or mistake once in a while, you can still rise above that. I mean, we can go on and on and on of all the things that try to pressure you to back up, to quit, to give up. If you will just stay locked on to him and you keep your attention on him and trust in him, praise God, I guarantee you, you will be successful every time. Ephesians 3 and 20, kind of a cool verse, but it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that's at work within you. In other words, what's working in you today? But I love this. He says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. Amen. Above all that you could ask or think. In fact, the Greek of uh, Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now to him who is able, here we go, beyond all things, which literally means above all things, again, to do exceedingly above what we ask or think according to the power. In other words, again, what it kind of brings out there in the Greek in that verse is that, you know, you may be coming and asking, but the reason you're coming and asking is because of everything you're facing right now. And he says he's above it all or beyond it all, okay, which means, man, he's bigger than all of it. Again, just another way of saying the same thing we've been saying. Child of God, my heart through this series is to encourage you, praise God, that if you will stay uh, locked onto Him and keep waiting and trusting in Him, praise God, you will soar like the eagle like you're meant to, uh, meant to do, praise God. And I guarantee you, you will soar above it all, praise God, if you will keep your attention on Him and stay trusting, amen, stay waiting on Him or trusting in Him, praise God, hallelujah. And I guarantee you, God will guide you, direct you, navigate you through no matter what storm you're dealing with, no matter what's going on, praise God, I guarantee you, you will rise above it in Jesus' name. I hope you got something today. Father, I give you praise and glory and honor. Thank you for a people that had an ear to hear, a heart to receive, and again, Thankful, Lord God, that you opened the eyes of our understanding and we give you the praise. We give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.